What's up, everybody? Sportsball FM is back. I'm Andy. I'm your host. And as always, going to be a great show today. So we're back. I'm back today with Carl. And we're going to talk about all things NBA, Olympic basketball, MLB, Home Run Derby, and some other stuff. We go on a, a lot of tangents in this episode, but it was a lot of fun. Um, We got some good rants in, too. Kind of vented a bit, which, very healthy. But without further ado, I say that we hop right into the episode. But actually, first, I would just like to start off this episode with a hot take that I want to get out there before anything happens, just as soon as possible. We really didn't talk about hockey at all, but I want to throw out a really interesting take for hockey here. I'll keep it short, I'll keep it sweet. I believe that Jack Eichel is going to get traded to the Seattle Kraken. It's He is the perfect cornerstone for that team to build around, and if they could manage to get, if they could somehow manage to get a trio of Vladimir Tarasenko, Carey Price, and Jack Eichel to start their franchise off with, I could easily see them being a contender next year. But that's all I want to say on that. Mark my words, Jack Eichel will get traded to Seattle, and this will likely be a package involving the number two pick and probably guys that they could maybe even pre-negotiate with Seattle, like, hey, take these guys because we'd like them back in an Eichel trade. And those guys would be the Sabres, obviously, because they're the ones who have Eichel right now. But yeah, Eichel is going to get traded to Seattle. And now, without any more nonsense, not really nonsense, though, because I think it's a great take, let's get right in to the episode. This is me and Carl doing our stuff. Here we go. So for the first time in a while, we're back. Carl's with me today. Carl, how you doing, man? You know, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. How you doing? I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing pretty well. So first thing I think we should get into, we had some NBA news today, and we also had some Olympic men's basketball team news for the U.S., and I kind of want to get into the Olympics first because I know I know you've got something to say about this, Carl. And yeah, yeah, so yeah. the rundown is basically Kevin Love backed out because of an injury um, from the U.S. men's basketball team for the Olympics. And Bradley Beal is in health and safety protocols, so he can't go. And who does the U.S. have as like options? So before before I say all this, is Jeremy Grant still in it or no? For the men's team? For the Olympic team, yeah. Because I thought he was in health and safety too. Oh, and another news, Lillard said that trade request rumor was false. Yeah, that's another thing I want to get into. So first with the Olympic team. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah, just talk about the Olympics. Grant right? entered... Jeremy Grant reportedly enters health and safety protocols at Team USA camp from one day ago. So, they might need a third replacement guy. Yeah, yeah, So, let's just go through. So, you need 
you need a small forward if Grant doesn't play. You need a power forward, just a big man, for replacing Kevin Love. And you need another, like, shooting guard who can replace Bradley Beal. All right, all right. Let's just get that straight out. Here are some of your options. Here are some of the options. Yeah, it's U.S. basketball. You've got so many options. Like, just give me the rundown. So you can have Trey Young. You can have Zion Williamson. You can have even some, you know, mediocre-ish guys. John Collins. You can have... Um, you could even have DeAndre Ayton. Like, just throwing out random names. You know? Do, isn't he from the Bahamas? Uh, yeah, because that's where Buddy Heald is from, too. Oh, you could have also had De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, De'Aaron Fox would have been perfect. Dude, you could... No, yeah, you could have had De'Aaron Fox. Um, Chris Middleton is already on the team, right? Oh. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was. Him and Booker. But they're not gonna... So, say the finals does go to a game seven. When is that gonna be? I don't know. I'm looking at the roster right now. Yeah, same here. So, you've got... Okay, so you've got Bam Adebayo... D-Book, KD, Jeremy Grant, Draymond, Drew Holiday. Yeah, there are quite a few guys that might end up having to miss if the finals go. Yeah, so can you can you find um when the first game for Team USA is? Because if if the finals goes to a game seven, that would be on Thursday. Game seven would be on Thursday the twenty second. So the bat the Basketball runs from July twenty fifth to August first. Like the that's the group stage, and then knockouts from three to seven. Okay. Third, yeah, third to seventh of August, rather. That was yeah. All right, so we just had to figure that out. So any any flipping way, like I'm just like who else? You know, I just want to just list off a few more people. Like De'Aaron Fox would have been perfect. You could have had Russell, D'Angelo Russell. Anybody else you could think of just off the top of your head? I can't think of anybody off the top of my head, but basically any of those guys that you listed. Any of those guys would be a good fit. But here, this is who Team USA picks. Team USA, to replace Kevin Love, they put JaVale McGee. (laughs) And to replace Bradley Beal, they they replaced Bradley Beal with Keldon Johnson, a second-year guy on the San Antonio Spurs. Dream team. This is just pathetic. I, I just don't understand. I don't understand what went into their mind like when they were picking those two. We're not even... Nigeria is going to get gold. I mean, I think... Nah, nah, man. Australia. We're going to Australia. Actually, no. I, it could be Australia. Or like Luca's team. I feel like Luca's just going to drop like 50. Luca plays for Slovenia, right? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Luca could carry. Who? Where is Jokic from? Is, is Jokic from Serbia? He's from Serbia, I think. Didn't Canada not make it? Yeah, because they lost to... I think they, I think they lost to Czech. Who they lost to? I think it was Czech That's Republic. Right. That's right. So, back to the Team USA thing. It's like, I'll say one thing. The 
men's Olympic basketball tournament, it's looking like it's going to be a lot more competitive and not very one-sided necessarily. That's for sure. Right, because, you know, typically everyone's like, oh, USA is going to win, you know. They've always got the best squads and everything. This year, like, some of the league's best players are, like, opting out. Like, LeBron and um, who Steph. else opted out? Yeah, Steph. Yeah, there were a lot of guys who opted out. Didn't – am I wrong? Jason Tatum's on the Olympic team, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, looking at this, it's like these just don't look like good moves. And I think they could be in trouble if some of these guys decide that they're going to opt out of the team like Booker – and Middleton, and even Drew Holiday. I just, I'm concerned. I'm concerned for Team USA, man. You could also even put, like, Jalen Brown in there, like, to replace one of them. Jalen Brown's hurt, isn't he? Oh, that's right. I forgot. I think he is. <laughs> I was looking up Jason Tatum, and then I saw Jalen Brown. Point is, they've got so many options, and... Uh, what were we were talking about this earlier? What are JaVale McGee's stats again this year? All right, I, I have to go back to this. So he started the 2020 2021 season with the Cavs, right? Yeah, I forgot about that. Actually. So I'm, I'm going to his stats right now, and it's taking me a while to load. <laughs> so, granted, this dude was drafted in 2008. Mm-hmm. Dude's 33 years old. He's already washed up, apparently. Yeah. And start he in in the 33 games he played with Cleveland. Started one of them. Averaged eight points a game. Now, and then, then here we go, here we go. In on March 25th, 2021, JaVale McGee was traded from the Cavs to the Nuggets for Isaiah Hartenstein and two future second round picks. When I haven't heard of Isaiah Hartenstein, you know that it's like... I only know him because of 2K. Yeah, I've literally never heard of the guy. I'd call my... It's like, I'd call myself an NBA casual here, if you guys didn't, like, already know that. But I, I, I haven't even heard of this guy. I've heard of JaVale McGee, but I've never heard of this guy. Yeah, so then for the 13 games he played on Denver and the one he started in, Average 5.5 points. <laughs> I mean, come on. Come on. It, it, it's, just, looking... it's the thing is, like, it's not that I don't like them. I like them. It's just that I, you could have picked way better people. Yeah, for sure. It's like, here's here's the thing. So everybody's saying that, they, that the U.S. needed a big man. Mm-hmm. Zion would have seemed like a great option. It would have put him on the world stage. And let's be honest, the guy's pretty dang good at basketball. Not just pretty dang good, really, really, really good. Do you think you could have put, like, LaMelo or Lonzo Ball? I mean, LaMelo could have been an option. I think think LaMelo probably would have been a better option than, uh... Because which position does he play again? Lamelo for Lamelo played point guard, but he's six seven. Six seven or five seven? No, six seven. Is he really that tall? Yeah, he's taller than Lonzo. Lamelo, wait, am I missing some? 
Hold on a second. LaMelo had a huge growth spurt. I'm telling you, dude, when I say I followed the Ball family, I have followed the Ball family. Dude, I remember back in like back in the day where you were obsessed with Ball and the family, weren't you? I was, and I had this website that I used to like watch the episodes on it, but then it doesn't work anymore. So I haven't like watched Aww. any of the new ones. Oh, 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 no more piracy. But it wasn't a pirate. It was not a pirate. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you sure about that? Are you I'm sure? pretty sure. <laughs> uh, uh, for legal reasons, uh, this is a joke. Um, but point is, well, I think I think Lamelo he would have been a better option than uh, who who's the other guy they added? It was Keldon. It Johnson, was Keldon right? Johnson. All right, Keldon Johnson was on the USA Select team. And I, I think Keldon Johnson, like, has a lot of potential. Like, I think from the games I saw this year, I thought he was playing really well. You know, he was averaging around 13 points. And, like, I, I just feel like you could have had so many other options. You could have put Anthony Edwards if he didn't sprain his ankle. Uh, here, here's my thing. As a Timberwolves fan, I, I really wouldn't. I I wouldn't want Edwards to go playing in the Olympics just because it was Paul wasn't Paul George playing doing like a war oh warm up or something for the Olympic team when he had that it was a Team USA injury. scrimmage yeah exactly so that's the type of thing I'd be worried about right but that just goes for any player yeah here and here's the thing that you say about potential and I'm I'm just thinking about this. Potential really only matters if you're a franchise who's going to be holding on to a player. This is an Olympic team that's going to be competing for like two weeks. Potential does not matter for that. Winning does. Winning now does. And that's why you have guys like Devin Book or Chris Middleton. Yeah, exactly. I'm just talking about like Keldon Johnson in general, like for the future in his NBA, in his NBA career. Point is... You, they had much better options for the Olympic team. No hate mm -hmm. to these guys. I like, these are the, the best basketball players in the world. Mm -hmm. I have. There's nothing. There is no reason for me to be able to criticize these guys, just given how good they are. But the point is, when you have this like elite team, they, I think there were better players that could have been chosen. No hate to Keldon Johnson or JaVale McGee, but seriously, like. This is more a thing for the for Team USA itself. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. So, speaking of my of my of our Timberwolves fandom, you know, I was texting Carl earlier today, and I was getting <laughs> and I saw this was this was here's the thing. I am not a bandwagon sports fan at all, and I'm so here's the thing with like hockey basketball not basketball baseball and football i'm like diehard fans of my teams completely basketball it's honestly much more of a casual thing so i'm joke i jokingly text carl but kind of seriously text him should i jump ship from the timberwolves and become a knicks fan the context behind this is dame lillard supposedly requested a trade earlier today and i think it was Something related to an interview that he did with Yahoo Sports. But then he comes out and basically says he didn't request a trade. Right, right. So, 
Carl, what are your thoughts on this? Because I do not know how to gauge this situation at all. I know he's unhappy with the Billups hiring. That's evident. Your thoughts on my thoughts on Damian Lillard or you becoming a Knicks fan? Oh, both. Just uh, I let's spice it up. Let's go with both. All right. So I'll I'll start with um you know Lillard. I I have not like been following it a whole lot just to come out and be honest, but if he if he really wanted to request a trade, I feel like he would be holding out of something. I feel like he'd be holding out and I feel like there would be more offers sent to the Trailblazers and we haven't really heard a whole lot. I I just don't I don't know what's going to happen cuz you know, you hear these rumors that he wants to request a trade and it just keeps going back and forth. Lillard says it's all false. Like I just want, like, Woj to, like, say something, and then I'll be able to trust it. Yeah. Yeah, same here. This is... You know, like, Woj or Shams. It, honestly, the best the best source I found when I looked up Dame Lillard request trade was Yahoo Sports, and they were the one who had this interview with him. <sighs> I don't know how to gauge this situation, because it sounds like he's gonna stay, but I think, I think, the, I think the Blazers are treading on thin ice you're like really really thin you know we can make all the predictions we want but at the end of the day it's up to lillard and it's up to the front office what the future holds for them so i feel like all we have to do is all we can do is you know wait and keep reading all these rumors yeah and honestly the thing with this is if this were a couple years ago Mm mm-hmm it would have been a lot less believable that a trade could happen. But given what happened, especially with uh, Westbrook and Harden last year, I personally thought there was absolutely no chance that either of those guys got traded. And, of course, both of them got traded. So, I'm, I personally think... I just think the Blazers are treading on thin ice and they really need to... They need to be careful with what moves they make, and they gotta make him. They gotta keep him happy. Yeah, I agree with that. And then the second part, you know, you becoming a Knicks fan. I mean, I feel like it's fine to you know have like multiple teams to cheer for, but I mean, I'd say myself like I've considered you know starting to root for another team. And the thing with me is like when you start to become a fan for like a team, let's say like the jazz or something you have to start out as a bandwagon because you know nothing about the team mm-hmm. but then as you like you know start to watch more games you start to understand how the team plays and who they would need for like the upcoming draft and their front office how they work and all of that then you start to become a fan and then work your way up to you know a diehard yeah exactly and you know who is there there are a couple teams like i would want to you know start bandwagoning for like earlier this year i was thinking about you know start rooting for the suns because i've always liked devin booker as a player yeah same here man um who else it's like i also felt like starting a bandwagon like the kings who's like i don't i don't even know why but i just kind of had that feeling one day and i was like should i like, I don't know, because I like De'Aaron Fox and, like, Buddy Heald, and it's just, like, a really, it's just a really, like, 
not so good team. Well, I mean, they've got talent. They just waste all of it. Yeah, but like, like if I had to, you know, pick three teams to like become a diehard for, it would be the Suns, the Wolves, and the Hornets. Yeah, the Hornets one is very interesting because I was a, I was very high on them most of this year, but then they kind of just fell apart. Yeah, it's just like when Lamelo got hurt, um, they kind of went on a little losing streak, and then they. They really, really, really underperformed in the play-in game. If I'm thinking from if I'm thinking from jumping ship from the Timberwolves, which here's the thing, I'm probably not gonna do that just because it's almost like it's almost just against my principles. But <laughs> here's the thing, I've been like as just an NBA fan, like casual fan, rooting for the Knicks this year because. They were a good surprise team. I wasn't, and then I wasn't ter- really mad when they lost because I also was, a, the Hawks were a team I was very high oh, on. Oh, no, 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 I, I, sorry to interrupt. I would also become a Hawks fan. Yeah. Also that. I, I love, I love what the Hawks are doing. They, I, I like them as a title contender next year. I mean, obviously the offseason is still to come, but they, they looked really good. And I think Trey has become a, he's, easily become a top player in this league mm-hmm. but point is i was high on the hawks before the season started they looked good they made moves and that's kind of what caught my attention at first then they were awful and then they were good and then they made a playoff run and then and then another thing this is like the three teams that i was like most interested in before the year actually i'll add in i'll add in a fourth one the third one is the Suns after the Chris Paul trade, because I think a lot of people forgot that they went eight and zero in the bubble last year, which was really impressive, and they and they still mm-hmm. missed the playoffs. Yeah, and then a fourth team is uh, I was talking about Westbrook earlier. The Wizards, like I think, I think with the Wizards, if they make the right moves and they hold on to Bradley Beal and keep him happy. I think they could be a contender next year. Just saying. I don't think they'd be a contender to make a deep run, but definitely a playoff contender. Not even play in. I just, like, never follow Wizards basketball. I don't blame you. I mean, they've been boring for years. Yeah, but point is, probably not going to jump ship anytime unless... unless, Here's the thing. I would jump ship if A-Rod completely... If A-Rod... If Arod decides to move the team, I'd probably jump ship, but he's hopefully not going to do that. I, I, dude, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know what he's going to do. Yeah, and then here's here's the thing with the Knicks. I'm, I'm already a Rangers fan, so I already have suffered enough from Jim Dolan this year. What? Why not add another Jim Dolan led organization? What's one more? Jim Dolan. Yeah, the Knicks owner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about, like, the New York Rangers, like, the hockey team. He owns the Rangers, too. Yeah. No way. Yeah, he owns, he, he owns like, the MSG Enterprises, and both teams play at MSG. <laughs> and, oh, dude, poor New York. Dude, dude, ra- it, the second he started meddling with the Rangers, I started to lose my mind. 
I never watch hockey. I I know nothing about hockey, and um, I I used to love it when I was like seven and everything, <laughs> like seven and eight. Like you remember when the Blackhawks like won all those championships or yeah, all the, all those Stanley that. Cups? That's when I was really into hockey. Um, but then after that, like, I think it was the year after the Kings won it. That was when I stopped watching. Never bring up the Kings winning the Stanley Cup. Never. Still breaks my heart. Oh, was that over the Rangers? Yep. Oh, dude. Okay. Anyways, the yeah. Washington Nationals scored 24 runs. Or no, the Padres did on the Nationals. Dude, I saw that. And Cronenworth hit for the cycle. Congrats. Let's get a round of applause. Good job. Good job, Drake Cronenworth. You, um, that, that was the thing I was saying to my dad earlier. Like, remember how people thought that uh, Haseon Kim could compete for a spot with Cronenworth before this year? It's like, yeah, no. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily know what they're doing. Like, he's a good depth piece for sure, but Cronenworth's got that job locked up. Yeah, they, Cronin's at second, right? Yeah. That's such a good duo, Tatis and Cronenworth. I mean, I mean, their infields like Hosmer, Cronenworth, Tatis, Machado, so can't really get much better than that. And then who's in the outfield? You have Trent Grisham. Grisham, Pham, Will Myers. Yeah. So here's here's what I was telling my dad earlier. So Yankee, this is another thing. The the Yankees are just awful right now. They have another COVID outbreak for some reason, even though most of the players are vaccinated, which I just don't understand. I still, I think, so I think they got Johnson and Johnson, which is slightly less effective than the other ones, but it's still really good. So they, and given that these, most of their team is vaccinated, the odds of this outbreak are just really low. And given that they already had one earlier this year, I just, I, I feel like it was a faulty, possibly a faulty batch of vaccines, but I have no idea. I'm not a scientist, so do not quote me on that, but that's still my bet right now. And the point is they are suffering hard right now because Judge has it, Nasty Nestor has it, the legend himself. Um, oh, Nestor? Yeah, dude, that... That made me so sad, but it's like basically the Yankees' two best players right now besides Cole get it, which is a big problem for them. So they have to call up, they have to call up Trey Ambergy. I forget who the other guy was. Let me, yeah, they uh, call up Hoijun Park, another guy from AAA, I think. And then Luke Voigt got hurt, so they had to call up Chris Gittens again. And they just got shut out by the Red Sox today really bad just an awful game they haven't i don't think they've beaten the red sox once this year actually yeah dude it's like mood swings with the yankees this year completely and and i'm just saying to my dad like if if we're out of this this is this is how it ties back to the padres i think i'm probably gonna just like like for this year like just as a baseball fan I'm going to I'm going to push hard for the the Padres cuz I love what they're doing. They're really good. And then the Brewers, small market team, they're having some they're having some really good success and I like them as a sleeper team this year. 
And then maybe if you're sticking to the AL side, maybe the Mariners, because they were my sleeper team before this year. And obvious, and then obviously the Giants. Like, holy cow, man! Yeah, Kevin Gosman is going off. He's gonna get a bag this offseason, man. Yeah, but he's doing nothing like Degrom. Yeah, I mean that's what sucks is he's having an g- amazing year, but Degrom's could possibly break Bob Gibson's ERA record, and he could even win. An what MVP. was Bob Gibson's ERA? I think it was one point one two. See, the thing is, like, if Degrom wasn't having like this all-time great season like if he was just being like an average pitcher do you think gosman would win nl cy young 100 100%, 100%. i don't know anybody i mean you can make an argument for i think zach wheeler could also be up there but gosman's been so damn good man yeah and speaking of baseball all-star game and home run derby were this week and i have a complaint about the home run derby many complaints in fact so one quick brag here is i almost had a perfect home run derby bracket i had joey gallo going to the finals though and that's what messed me up i had alonzo winning it all so that's pretty cool did you have soto beating otani yep i did i did and here's my take on here's my thought process on this i just feel like otani was not if you want a guy who can just go off like rapid fire in a way almost i just felt like soto's energy for a home run derby is a bit better than otani's yeah i get that otani i mean he's been raking he could hit 60 homers this year i mean he was just hitting line drives basically the entire time which yeah he he's lucky it even got to a swing off but i just felt like Soto's energy, you know, was better for the home run derby. And you got to pick pick a few upsets. Dude, and then, like, Guerrero. Like, Guerrero and Tatis are, like, hyping him up. To- yeah, dude, that was... That was... It was... The derby itself, Alonzo dominated, but they were hitting bombs in Colorado. But here was my issue. You watched, you watched the home run derby, right? Yeah. Okay. So... I could not stand the fact that they weren't showing the distances for the homers and you'd have to listen to either the announcers, which would be, it'd be sporadic, or you'd have to wait until they pan over to the Jumbotron and you could see. Dude, I know. No, no, no. Literally. Like, you know how they have, like, you get an extra 30 seconds if you hit a homer at least 475? Yep. Yeah. I'm, like, trying to look. And I'm like, oh, that ball probably went like 450, and then it ended, it ended up going like 490, and I'm like, what the heck? Actually, I can have a third complaint here. My second complaint with the <laughs> Derby here, the broadcast sucked. It was terrible. You couldn't see. They weren't panning to the balls heading out of the yard. They had it on like a tiny little split screen the entire time. And holy crap, you didn't see a ball until it landed. They weren't even showing it in the sky. It was terrible. I, I don't know what to say to that. Because, like, if it's just, like, a line drive, I don't think they need to show it. Yeah, but they keep, like, cutting back to the batter in the most random spots or not cutting to the homers until after they landed, and they wouldn't even show the distance. It's like, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I need some water. No, the distance part I understand. 
Dang. And then my third complaint. Crap, what was my third? Oh, the format. The format sucked this year. So, normally you know how they have it. So, I don't know exactly why they changed it to the one 475-foot homer instead of the two 440-foot homers. But my guess is because it's, it was in Colorado and they were just going to be hitting bombs. But I do not... I do not quite understand why they were showing, they were giving every batter an extra 30 seconds and they were counting it as bonus time. Why don't you just put that on the clock and say it's three minutes and 30 seconds? It's like, what's the point of that? Oh, maybe they did that to like give the batter another break. I mean, you'd give him a break before the 30 second bonus. I just don't. I don't quite understand why they did that. And they're acting like it's a bonus time. And I'm so confused, like, at the start. Because I thought when guys were getting a minute of bonus time, I thought it's because they hit multiple 475-plus-foot homers. Yeah, I thought that was that, too. It was so confusing. It's like So did they get a bonus 30 seconds automatically? Basically, it's not a bonus because everybody gets it. I just I didn't I did not understand that at all. I, I liked the old format so much better. Like, I feel like since it was in Colorado, they should have had, like, you get a minute if you had two 475-foot homers. Yeah, I agree. Because, and they lowered the time, too. It's like, what the heck? I mean, they only lowered it by a minute. Significant for a home run derby. Oh, okay. Can I rant about the NBA Finals? <laughs> it's just so random. Yes, Carl. Rant about the NBA Finals for us, please. Dude, okay. Let's go. If the Bucks win in seven, I am going to lose my mind. All right? I just want to talk about game four for a second. The refs. The referees. So, first off, like, I want the Suns to win. Like, I'm cheering for the Suns. Same here. And I'm just going to say it. Devin Booker should have fouled out. Yeah, he If you, you guys know what like thing i'm talking about when it was like around three minutes left drew holiday devin booker's five fouls drew holiday is like driving up he goes for a shot devin booker grabs him he literally grabs him and they don't call it and uh, the bucks fans are mad you know as they should be like that was clearly a foul and then okay and then i'm just gonna go to this can i just say chris paul and deandre Ayton? oh man i have never seen chris paul perform that poorly like in this whole playoffs he was making these erratic passes especially in crunch time and he couldn't make a shot deandre aiden ended with like eight points like if chris paul didn't have if well the big thing with chris paul was that turnover yeah that turnover when he like slipped if chris paul had like way less turnovers and a little bit more points and DeAndre Aiden had more points, then, you know, I think the Suns would have won. And also, that block, that Giannis block, do you think that was a foul? I'm going to be completely honest. Watching it in lo like live, I thought it was a foul. I thought, I, right, right, right. I thought yeah. it was a foul. And then I got some things with the refs. So now, now, no, 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 no. There's like around 30-ish seconds left. I would have to look back at the game to like figure out the exact timing. But the Suns just scored. They're losing. I think they're down four, if I can remember. And Chris Paul and Cameron Johnson trap... I think it was Middleton. I think they trapped Middleton I think you're right. in the corner. 
it, yeah, it, I'm pretty sure it was Middleton. And you know what happens? They have, they're not fouling because they were trying to trap him in the corner. You know what the ref does? The ref calls a foul. The ref calls a foul. Their hands aren't even touching. <laughs> All they're doing is trapping. No contact, no intentional foul whatsoever. The refs call a foul. Middleton or whoever was, whoever shot the free throws makes both of them. And then here's the thing. Here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing. You want to know what happened? Tell me. It, they shouldn't have even had the ball in the first place. Giannis inbounded it with one foot in and one foot out I, of the baseline. Yep. It should have been a turnover. It should have been a turnover, and the Suns should have got the ball. Whoever whoever wins this game five is winning the final. Oh, 100%. 100%. Because here's here's my thing. I think the Bucks, Dude, let's go back to my tragic bracket. I don't think you guys have heard about this yet. So, I... For, I was completely lazy and didn't submit my NBA bracket challenge bracket. And I had the Suns and the Bucks in the finals and the Bucks in six. The rate it's going, it's <laughs> Bucks in six all the way. Because they've got all uh-huh. the momentum. If they win this yep. game on the road, man, I don't see any way they're losing the series. Unless, like, Giannis gets hurt or something. Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, it can't just be the Devin Booker show. So here's the here's the thing with Booker, they wasted his performance in that game. Sure, they totally wasted oh. it. This dude was going off. It's like, why is it that these past two games that when Chris Paul has played really well, Booker has just been terrible, and then when Booker just goes off, Chris Paul can't hold on to the ball. Like when when I was watching Booker, some of his shots reminded me of Kobe. He's making these fadeaways. He's getting to his spots. He's making these mid-range jumpers. And I'm like, he makes it look so easy. Who said he was the next Kobe? Was that Steve and I? I don't know. But in any event, also, props to Chris Middleton for helping Giannis. Yeah. Oh, Chris Middleton had a great game. Chris Middleton was just going back and forth with Booker. Yeah, because we were... We tried to record an episode a couple days ago. But it just... It didn't work because our Wi-Fi was terrible on our FaceTime, and it kept, like, cutting out and stuff, and it was just not good. And But point is, we were talking that day about how Middleton needs to step it up, and Giannis can't carry it, and he stepped it up, man. He really stepped it up. Like, I remember saying, like, Middleton should have dropped, like, somewhere between 17 and 25 to give him a chance. This dude dropped 40. <laughs> This dude just must have heard me and was like, I took that personally, and just drops 40. Dude, that was... If Middleton and Giannis both play well, which is something that the Suns have not had as their two stars playing well at the same time. Well, dude, they had them play well in games one and two. It's just when they were on the road. I just need Aiden to score at least 12 points. (laughs) At least 12 points for a true center. (laughs) Dude, that's literally like, this is a guy who's been so good, and you're asking him to score 12 points? That's sad. That's just sad. If he's about to score 6 or 8, I need at least 12 from him. I like the fact that he's getting double-digit rebounds. But this dude's got to score at least 12 points. Aiton, people complain about guys doing really bad and just, like, choking a playoff series or whatever all the time. Like, 
Ben Simmons is like a prime example of this. But we've been like talking about his bad shooting for years now. Yeah, but it's just coming to light when he chokes away a playoff series. But he really choked it. Yeah, it was real. It was real bad. Point is, though, it's like, if these guys don't step it up, Suns fans are going to be so mad. And I think NBA fans in general are going to be really, really ticked if if they lose this series because two of their stars are underperforming. That's just going to be awful on so many levels. I don't even know what to say beyond that. <laughs> I don't know either. We pretty much summed up our rant pretty well. I mean, seriously, man. And you know what? There's been a lot of ranting on this podcast. I've got another one coming up, but Carl, what do you think are the keys to Game 5? My, I personally think for the Suns, it's just Booker needs to have a good game, and Chris Paul and or DeAndre need to step it up big time. And then for the Bucks, I, I feel like they both need to step it up. I feel like all three of them need to step it up. And I feel like one person or one player who is performing really, really well and might not be getting enough praise is Cameron Johnson. Yeah. I mean, he posterized, <laughs> posterized P.J. Tucker. Posterized P.J. Tucker. But this dude's shooting is so well. Like, I like love that, his man. shooting. He's got a great catch and shoot. And he's just performing really, really well. And... Do you know, I, I don't know if this series would be any different if Saric was playing. Would it be, was he really contributing that much though? I don't know, but he's kind of, I feel like his stat lines are similar with Kaminsky a little bit. Frank Kaminsky? The legend? Yeah. Dude. The Wisconsin GOAT. This, dude. Wasn't, he was on the Hornets for a while, wasn't he? Yeah, he got drafted by the Hornets. I remember that. Dude, I remember playing with him on, like, NBA Live Mobile back in the day. Maybe that was Cody Zeller. Goat E. Zeller. But in any event. Never forget Goat E. Zeller, people. No, but, you know, in any event, Booker needs to just have a good game like usual, get to his spots, make his jumpers. Chris Paul needs to not – he needs to put some spider tack on the ball (laughs) and just not lose – not lose control of it, not make some turnovers. DeAndre Aiden needs to, you know, not get blocked by Giannis. And he needs to start making some more buckets. Honestly, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how else, like, they can win. Giannis is going to be Giannis and drop at least 20. Someone's got to stop Middleton. Here, here's the thing. If I think if Giannis and Middleton just both play as well as they did in Game 5, especially if Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton don't step up, the series is over. Bucks and six. Right. That's the thing, because it's like whoever wins this whoever wins this game is winning the finals. Because let's get this straight. If, let's say the Suns win Game 5. The Suns win Game 5. Booker and Paul play really, really well. Ayton drops at least 12 points. And then goes to game six in Milwaukee. Milwaukee's pushed to the brink and their winner go home. And I feel like they're going to win. You know, they've lost one game at home. And that was game one against the Hawks. I feel like they're going to come out playing as hard as they've ever played and 
just show the Suns that they're not ready to go home. But then it goes to Game 7 in Phoenix, and it's just all about the home court advantage. I feel like the Suns are going to feed off their fans' energy. It'll just be the momentum. I feel like the Suns will have more momentum going towards the end of the game, and they're going to pull away, and Chris Paul's finally going to get a ring. But that's, that is Suns in 7. I don't think it will be Suns in 6, like at all. No, 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 no. Not at this point. I think the Bucks are taking tomorrow. It's either it's either Bucks and six or Suns and seven. Yeah, I, I that's a perfect take, man. I I couldn't agree more. But then here's the thing with the Bucks. Let's say like what we both agreed on, like Giannis and Middleton play how they played in Game Four. Nothing stopping them. They take Game Five. Well, now they go to Game Six and they have the home court advantage, and like haven't lost, only lost one playoff game, playoff home home playoff game, the whole playoffs. And they're 2-0 in the series at home. And I feel like they're going to feed off the energy. And they're going to play like how they played in Game 3 and Game 4. And they are just going to ride it all the way through the championship. And Giannis will get his first ring. Middleton will get his first ring. Sam Merrill and uh, Diakite will get their Dude, Diakite, thank you for bringing up Mamadi, the GOAT, Diakite, legend. Seriously, man. I love that guy so much. He's... Dude. Do you remember when he hit that game winner against Purdue? Well, the game winner, man. But you know what, man? Or, sorry, oh, the t- game-time shot to send it over. Dude, that is quite possibly... That is the top three sports memory for me. My top three... Okay, but here's the thing. Was that a backcourt violation? I don't even remember, man. I don't care. Because you know what? We won the natty. That's all that matters. Yeah, point, that's true. Point is, my that, top three sports moments, man. Spring of 2019, man. Miss it so much. Diakite's buzzer beater in that Purdue game, which is quite possibly the best basketball game I've ever watched. The Kyle Guy free throw game and the national championship. It was great. That was a really good bounce back for Virginia. That was great, man. Oh, did I tell you about the... Before we get back into the finals... I literally saw ESPN's Bracketology had UVA as one of the last teams in at like a 13 or an 11 seed. And yet, it was like CBS's rankings had them as the number 18 team in the country. It's like, that's two completely opposite sides of the spectrum there. Like, I understand that you have to make unique stuff so people will click on it, which is something I do not like about sports media. That's why ESPN kind of takes me off. Speaking of which, Stephen A. Smith rant coming up later. Be ready for that. But point is, how in the world could it be that far apart? Uh, I have no clue. Is Virginia returning like with all their guys? Oh no, dude. We no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. So we lost Sam Hauser. We lost Jay Huff, and we're losing Trey Murphy. Where did they go? NBA for I think all of those guys. They're going to the draft. I think Mur- Trey Murphy's going to be a first-rounder. He's been skyrocketing up the draft boards. But point is, we've got Kihei Clark coming back. Um, Isaac McNeely is going to be here next year, I think, and he's going to be – he's really, really good. And then we got some good transfers too. You guys will be better than Minnesota. Dude, if Carr doesn't come back to Minnesota, they are dead. We literally lost our whole team. It's It's pathetic, dude. 
I hope Ben Johnson can just revive that team just for the just for the sake of Minnesota sports because it's in a sad, sad state right now. That program for basketball. Did you also know the Minnesota Gophers baseball team won like four games the whole year? No way, man. I'm serious. Look it up. Oh man, yeah. And that's why I heard absolutely nothing about them this year. But back to the back to the finals. I think I think your take with either Suns and seven bucks and six is spot on, because mm-hmm. I think I I I think the Suns are in deep deep trouble if they lose tomorrow night. Recording this on yeah. Friday night, so yeah. Yeah, dude. Dude, holy cow! I am getting tired. Holy cow! It's late. Yeah, but before we go. Carl, this has been so much fun, man. Enjoy talking to you as yeah, always. Yeah, thanks for having me, bro. But I want it's been a blast. Oh man, it has. I want to get into two quick things. First one, going back to baseball a little bit. I am absolutely ticked off at Stephen A. This is a couple days old, but so first he says on one of his ESPN things. That Otani needs to be getting more attention from baseball because he's been doing, like, great things or whatever. Which he has. He has been so good, and he might hit 60 home runs. He's been one of the best pitchers in the league when he's playing, except for that Yankees start. But, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Actually, funny story, side story here. So, you know Paul, right? Okay. Speaking of which, dude, we might need to get him on the show if the Bucks somehow win tomorrow that would be so fun he's just gonna be <laughs> he's gonna be nuts <laughs> he'll be like oh yeah bucks and six bucks and six i mean i mean dude that would that would be really fun just get like 10 minutes of of paul like completely i don't even know just going nuts as a bucks fan and i won't blame him but the point that would be really the point fun. is so i made a trade with him in fantasy this year so i wanted to get shane bieber um, like pretty bad, and Paul wanted Woodruff really bad because he's a Brewers fan, and Woodruff's really good. So the initial trade we agreed on because I was trying to get Ryu and Bieber in the deal because I didn't want to give up both Blake Snell and Brandon Woodruff just for Bieber. Um, so I ended up we originally agreed on, or he agreed on because I was trying to negotiate with him was. I would trade him Zach Plesac, Shane, not Shane Bieber, uh, Brandon Woodruff, and Blake Snell. And he would send me Bieber and Ryu. And I basically said, so he was ticked last year at Otani. He basically texted me because I'm one of the league managers. He's basically like, is there any way you can add me the points that Otani lost? This was 2020, his awful start before he got hurt. But I basically said to Paul, throw in Otani. So Otani was a throw-in in this deal, and you have, you've got yourself a trade. He had no hesitancy with this. It took him like a couple seconds. Wait, hold on, hold on. So you got Otani? I got Otani as a throw-in third piece in that deal. So did you get Shane Bieber and Otani? Yeah, and Hyunjin Ryu. <laughs> <laughs> he, be, he must be so mad. He must I be so mad. I don't know, man. Paul, Paul, Paul acts like he's not mad, but I'm, I'm pretty sure he's mad. Wait, Zach Plesak? Yeah, Zach Plesak. I thought he was, like, one of those broadcast guys. That's that Dan, Dan Plesek. Plesek. <laughs> I just 
thought of the I thought of the one line from uh, the show. You know which one I'm talking about, the Otani one. Yep. Dude, I I I hate that by the way. Fix Literally whenever I hear Plesak, I think it's Zach Plesak. Yeah, same here. Oh and Matt Baskers and Oh I just so I just got the show. We need to play by the way at some point, but we actually Yeah, we just got an Xbox Series X and like the first game we got was MLB the show. And my dad and I have been having a lot of fun with that. It's a great game. But dude, I can't stop thinking about the Otani two way import line or whatever it is. Dude, yeah, I don't understand that. I just think Japanese import that's just that, why? Just why? I'm questioning everything right now. But back to my Stephen A thing. And then he goes on his show then a couple days later. And he starts complaining. Does a complete 180. And he's like, the face of baseball should not be a guy that needs a translator. And this got me mad. This got me so mad, bro. Whoa. You don't even know how mad this got me. It's like... Sounded like the old, uh, it's like basically sounding like the old Mariners president guy who did the whole Rotary Club incident where he was basically complaining about Iwakuma needing a translator and them having to pay him. It's like, yeah, it's like, come on, man, you are the biggest cheapskate in the world. I, I was about to use some colorful language for that guy, but we're going to keep it PG here. Point. (laughs) <laughs> Point being, dude, but I got a question. How many people watch this? How many people actually listen to this? I think the the episode we did about for like the final four got like 15 listens, but it's pretty new. So we just got to keep putting this stuff out, man. That's what I've been so bad about because school got so bad at the end of the year. You don't even dude, know. Dude, school was just a mess. A nightmare, dude. I've got some stories to tell about that. I got stories too, bro. Oh my gosh. We, we just got to text about that, or, or if we ever hang out, we got to talk oh, about yeah, that, Oh, yeah, for sure, man. So, yeah, there's school out the window. It's summer, man. I'm, I don't even want to think about that. But, <laughs> yeah. we, so, the this gave me flashbacks to this guy, except it was even worse because it was on mainstream sports media with, like, their top personality, basically. It's like, come on, man. You're not only... I've 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 heard Otani speak and he speaks a decent amount of English. And this is a guy who just came to MLB a couple years ago too. It's like you this guy is doing historic things. People are even saying that this guy is better than Babe Ruth, which and I like the take because it's like none of those guys in the era could hit. I mean, it was like none of the pitchers could pitch mostly and Otani the guy who touches a hundred miles an hour. I mean, he'd be he'd be banned from the league because of how good he was back then. Yeah, you've got a they make some like rules and yeah. stuff. You've got a mainstream sports media personality complaining that the guy needs a translator and that he shouldn't be the face of baseball because of that. Shohei Otani is doing historic things here, and you go to complain. That he needs a translator and he shouldn't be the face of baseball because of that. Get out of here, man. This is why ESPN is on a downfall. It's partly because of Stephen A. Smith. It's like he does a complete 180, man. It's like they're trying to get him to say things that are gonna... 
that's all ESPN does is they're trying to get people to talk about their stuff, which drives me nuts. They're not presenting what should be presented. That's just absolute crap. Uh-huh. Stephen A. Man, you got a real life. Seriously. It's like the only reason I really respected you. Like, sure, you're like a famous sports personality, and you did you do have some like good moments and stuff, but the Cowboys trashing. As a Giants fan, I love that. But man, <laughs> you don't. It, it's like that might be your worst take of all time, Stephen. I fi- fix it up, man. Just drives me bonkers. So we're getting up there in time. We're hitting an hour right now, so we should probably wrap this up. But one last quick thing from sports this week, Carl. What did you think about the two K covers? Oof. Um. You know, I like Luca. I like Candace Parker. I'm just a little confused on the uh, on the Legend Edition. Like, obviously Kareem. Um, I understand why he's up there. He's, I would say, top five player all time. Yeah, I agree. He's in the goat. Um, he, he should be in the goat discussion. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, Dirk. You know, you you d- would definitely put him. Obviously, he's not, you know, a top five or anything like that, but he is still considered a legend, and he will be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, with Kevin Durant, like, you put (laughs) someone who's been retired for me. It's just, I don't understand how they came up with that. Because you put, like, a top five player of all time. Someone who's been retired for many, 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 many decades. Then you put someone who's been retired for about, like, five-ish years. Five years? Bro, he just retired two years ago. Oh, seriously? Yeah, man. Oh, I thought it was like three, four he years. He played with oh, Luca. Okay. Anyways, but oh, okay. But anyways, you get the point. Someone who hasn't been retired for so long. But he's gonna be a Hall of Famer. He will be a Hall of Famer. Yes, without a doubt. But the, and then you have a current player who I believe is one of the best scorers of all time, and I believe will be a Hall of Famer one day. But you can't put him. I don't. I don't know if you can put him in the legend conversation when he's still playing. Like, I feel like the only person you can think of that is LeBron. Yeah, I completely agree. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, it's just it's just super random because I feel like you would want to have retired players for that who who left their legacy in the league already. It just right. – Durant is so random. Yeah, I, I just don't understand that part. Like, it's just confusing me. Yeah, same here. And then Candace Parker, man. Congrats to Candace Parker being the first woman ever on the cover of 2k that is just awesome and honestly the the cover looks sick man i'm not gonna lie it looks absolutely uh-huh. sick i think they i think they did a i think they did a good job this year with the covers but except for like the the player selection kind of with the legends edition but um all sports culture on instagram they they're good they do they make good stuff i like their content Though, they probably had one of the worst takes I've seen from them in a while. I will quote word for word the caption for their post about the 2K covers. No, this isn't a joke. These are the actual NBA 2K covers. I wish I never saw these. Which, okay. One is, I almost feel like, it's not, they're not bad. I think they, I personally think they look good and I think they did a good job with them. But two... I actually think that that fuels the fire of people who want to hate on women in basketball and the WNBA. 
I think that completely fuels their fire. I think it's completely unnecessary. And you see people, whatever like ESPN or Bleacher Report post a WNBA highlight or thing, like I was seeing this when they were doing the All-Star game, like the video of Liz Cambage on the bench eating popcorn, which was funny. Yeah. People are complaining like, oh, the finals are going on. You're posting about this. It's like, really, like I said to Stephen A, get a life, man. You you gotta, seriously. The hate that and disrespect that I see on the WNBA, it's just, it, it bugs me so much. Yeah, I don't really know what to say on that. You know? I don't, I don't really know. Like, you, you summed it up pretty well. Yeah, I think, but honestly, man, those those haters should not take away Candace Parker. You're a, you're a women's basketball legend already. I'd say one of the best of all time. And congrats on making yeah. the cover. And also another thing with these people, they're acting like it's like if you if you're gonna be really you're really gonna act that way and so insistent. It's like just buy the regular edition. No one's forcing you to buy the one with Candace Parker on the cover. Though it is a pretty sick. Watch like the one with Candace Parker have like watch the one with Candace Parker have like the most like rewards. Like you know how you can if you buy like a legend edition or something, you can get all these things. Yep. I feel like they'll definitely do that with like the legend edition. That'd be an ultimate troll for all the people who were like, Oh, over under fifty copies sold of the WNBA edition. It would be so funny. Yeah, but anyway, congrats Candace Parker. Good job, two K on your covers. Don't don't let the haters get to you on that. But Carl, oh my gosh, man. This has been so much fun talking to you. We're getting up there in time. It is late. So we should probably end it here. But anyway, man, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, of course, bro. Thanks for having me. We, yes. we got to do this again. Oh, for sure, man. I mean, NBA draft, NBA offseason coming up. We're going to have a lot of stuff to talk about. For sure, for sure. All right, man. Well, thanks for coming on. Again, thank you so much, Carl, for coming on the show. It was a lot of fun. We talked about a lot of good stuff. And if you want to get on the show, send in your questions with a voice message at anchor.fm slash sportsball-fm. Love to hear your takes. Love to hear your questions. Love to get some fans in on the show probably don't have a lot of fans right now honestly but hopefully the show will grow quite a bit but anyway i am so sorry that i have not been uploading anything like i said school was crazy and i kind of just fell out of a rhythm completely but anyway thank you all for coming back i really hope you enjoyed the episode subscribe wherever you get your podcast and i will see you in the next one Peace.